everybody, what a Super Bowl Sunday that was. Crazy. Can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> I can't believe. I can't. Go my hair. I can't team. believe Villanova won. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Proof in the pudding that I don't know anything about sports. I only come for the food. That's all Me I'm going to say about that. It was a great event. Snacks are life. Snacks are life. All right. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Feeling good? Frisky? Oh, um, what? <laughs> like not, I just mean in a very, you it's, know. You know what? You're all excited because it was warm today in the sun. Oh. And you're all frisked from the sun. <laughs> I love the weather we're having. Right so now. good. Yeah. I don't have as like seasonal depression. Sorry, this chair. I can hear Vale in the background I know. singing. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> She's not really singing that. I'm just kidding. Go to bed. Well, this has been quite the the start. To, to yeah, our, it's real life, baby. Real life podcast. It's real start life again. No, let's let's we're here. Right, it's real life. Get this over. I have an ulcer. Don't worry about it. You have, yeah, I'm sorry. What? No, I don't. Oh, really. uh, I was just kidding. I was like, we should probably talk about. That. <laughs> let's pray. Let's oh, are pray. we praying? Oh, <laughs> he said it so pastorally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. You know. Yeah. So everyone's doing okay. Yeah, I saw your name today on oh, the um, docket, uh, Slade for a district conference. To you're 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 up for uh, you know someone could choose you to be the district superintendent. Oh, stop it! That's not a real thing. No, it's 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 on. There. I didn't you get are. any nomination. No, no, no. I don't know if you got nominated. I'm oh, just saying the list is actually quite God. small. <laughs> The list is quite small, and and you're on the on the list on uh, as a potential, you know, someone yeah. could nominate you to be the district superintendent. Yeah, if you want to set the world on fire, <laughs> ask me to be the superintendent. I'm thinking of maybe putting your name down. Oh gosh, don't do it. Uh, I'm just gonna say kindly no, because. Uh, right. um, and then you're no. also on the the slate for uh, executive member as well. Yeah. So well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll. See. well None of this stuff any of our listeners care about. No. At all. Wow. No. Our listeners. Mm-hmm. You've been on twice, three times now. <laughs> three times. Yeah. Now this is, she's taking over, folks. You know I'm what? carrying this. You oh, know what? Well, the, you're well, not wrong. You're it's not fine. Wrong. No. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. We're, we're just, we're those guys on um, like uh, sporting shows. Mm-hmm. We're the color commentators. Oh, and yeah. she's just kind of the, the main. She's Logan Paul. Oh. Um, Okay. What's that? What's that uh, podcast called? Pulsing. <laughs> I don't know what it's <laughs> called. It's super weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Paul. Paul something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he's going through kind kind of a big old schmiegel schmuggle thing right now. Oh, I don't this know. This whole NFT. Ugh. He tried to drop. Talked about dropping an NFT. People invested thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands you know of dollars, and then they never delivered on the. Oh, you all got screwed, didn't you? Well, <laughs> well that's what they yeah, So people are. You know what? The markets. <laughs> the markets. <laughs> no, the pyramid <laughs> schemes, you mean. The markets. <laughs> Oh if we if Bitcoin could just separate from the market, <laughs> right, everyone would be fine. It's you not know what the problem is is money laundering. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started, FTX. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah. Sam. Sh- anyway. His whole family was involved. Well, of course they were. It's His always mom. a family affair. Oh yeah. Crypto. Oh, crypto. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem smart enough to be running it. I think his mom's the main one in that whole yes. thing. She looks, she's got that Chris Jenner vibe. Oh. 
you know, boss lady. Yeah. Like pulling strings behind, bringing down mm. Kanye behind the scenes. It's all a big conspiracy. A deeply abusive. Oh boss. yeah. 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 100% making them look crazy, but they're not. Kanye's a little crazy. He is, but he's a, he's a savant. Okay. We don't speak poorly about Kanye on the cast. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know you had that stance. I didn't Kanye. know we were taking that. I like stance Kanye. Oh. I like the middle, the balance, the like, mm, a little bit crazy, but medicated, uh, but like, you know, crazy genius vibe about him. And I don't think he's wrong about a lot of things. I think his delivery is horrible. Yes. What's that guy's name? Donald Trump. <laughs> no, the, the guy with the vision, but he couldn't execute it. You know, your dad said that there was a pastor like that. Lee Iacocca? <laughs> Is that his name? No, definitely not Lee Iacocca. <laughs> oh, wow. The pastor? If Lee Iacocca is a pastor, I don't know what is happening in my life right now. No, he was like that. He was like, had a great vision, but he took, but he was like a machete. I don't know. I don't even know who Lee Iacocca is. Oh, even asked Pat Schatzline. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Wow, we've never used that sound before, but we just did. Hot takes. Hot takes. Oh, there you go. That's, I didn't know that was the yeah, long one. Yeah, that, yeah. Five minutes. Yeah, I was like, whoa, hey, overcommitted. Yeah. No, you, you <laughs> want to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is why you don't, you, don't, you don't touch the buttons. You don't touch the buttons. Okay, what are we talking about? I got to well, get this thing moving here. Okay. Well, I don't like okay. awkward silences. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right. Except when I produce them. Okay, so like that. Um, we are uh, this past week at Burge. We talked about off, the, the positives, right? Uh, yes. Kind of did little like I don't want to call it testimony time, but we we that's had what you some... called it though. No, I didn't. You said I don't want to call it this, but testimony time well, because people. <laughs> Some people need to know that that's what we're aiming. Context. I got you. I got you. Um, and so we had some conversations about uh, positive, right? We've come mm. off this kind of three-part series on uh, Tegan's toxic, journey. Uh, yeah, t Tegan's journey, toxic church kind of stuff. So we thought we'd kind of swing the momentum the other way because churches don't do that often. They don't. They don't make big pendulum swings. <laughs> And oh so we, we, um, <laughs> that's a loaded comment, Bombay. We, uh, took a pendulum swing to the opposite and talked about positivity, yep. positive things. Are yeah. we going to do that song where we sing before you come up and tell your good story? What's the song? What's the Look song? what the Lord has done. Boom, boom, boom. Look what the Lord has done. Boom, boom, boom. He healed my body. Hey! He touched my mind. Hey! He saved me just in time. I'm going to praise his name. Walk that, walk that way. I remember one time that song, somebody said, uh, what was the line you just said? Um, um, I'll he, never be. No. He just came in time. Oh or? yeah, he saved me just in time. Well, I heard one That's person one time and just go, "Save me in, in, in just dang time," <laughs> but said the other word, oh. and it was really funny. And I oh, remember yeah. being like, <laughs> "Anyway." And then you'd walk up to the mic and be like, "Um, uh, you know, Brayside Camp." Or if you're from Newfoundland, you'd be, "I like to thank the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for saving my soul from the devil himself." <laughs> The other day, I was out on my skidoo, right? 
I love Eastern accent, like, Josh. Tes- it's my favorite. Testimony time in Newfoundland is wild. Yeah. And, and that's what struck me about the weekend, too, was what, like, where we come from in the East, the testimony time is normally very, like, people, uh, I'm going to insult everybody at this point in the East and say, it's really fake. Oh, my God, I'd like to thank God for his lovely, lovely, lovely <laughs> hand on my life, my dear. <laughs> Out the other day, almost got killed by a tree, my dear. It was crazy. Right. <laughs> everything's a miracle. Like, oh, okay, like everything's me, a miracle. Uh, well, calm let down. Me, let me throw something at you, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Just, let me throw something at you. Pastor positivity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that the... <laughs> I get the Lord is I, I I get that God, um, doesn't do every miracle, and I know that this the devil is on isn't under every rock. Oh, okay, but he's under our feet. Oh, okay. But do you think that we've come to a point in, in Christian faith and and people's journeys where we don't? testify enough we mm. don't give enough even if it's little things yes. right even if it's the the you know i almost got hit by a tree 100 uh, would we rather that than the the thing with that though is that it's the same person every <laughs> flipping week right that gets up and says the same story because i think they have dementia so like <laughs> it really bothers me whereas like the stuff that was going on on sunday or or other times like um, where people are genuinely gathering together. Right. Somebody shares something actually going on in their lives. Um, like right then and there, that's not like from 1975 when they first came to Jesus. Like it's not the same story over and over again. I think to me, that's the differentiator where people are showing that today God is doing things. It's not just, oh, back in 1975, Marty, I was out, I was out chopping trees down, Marty, and all of a sudden, Jesus saved me. Like, okay, cool, and I'm glad he did while you were doing, you know, all of your logging that, unfortunately, the province got rid of and automated and took away your job. I'm sorry, but, like, is he doing stuff today? Yeah, like, what's happened? 35 years later. What happened since you've been saved? And if that's the pinnacle of your testimony, then there's something a little off. Yeah, so we we had our little testimony time, and it it was kind of a, again... I really like our our gatherings, our, our community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversations, the people that are opening up more and more. Mm-hmm. And so one of the conversations that I thought was very interesting was uh, the first girl who spoke. Um, and she talked about how for the longest time in her life, being a Christian, mm-hmm. she was fearful mm. of sharing her story or taking God moments or taking opportunities that God gives to, to share faith or, or even, um, what do you used to call them? Oh, God winks, right? Like you said, you know, oh, God would wink at you every once in a while. I'm still here. Butterfly kisses. Yeah, sure. Um, like every time, every time something weird would happen, Tango, oh, there God, there's God winking at us. I'm like okay, and and so taking those <laughs> moments like to yeah, that's my tag. That's got to That's got to Um, and anyways, and, and so w- what? I'm trying to leave that past behind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the new me would never oh, say that. No. Oh, all oh, right. It's providence. We're we're moving on <laughs> from. The, we'll come back to you in six months and see it's where God's you're sovereignty. At. <laughs> oh. Um. Anyways, kind of cool that that she 
has this transition in her life where she um, has no problems taking those God moments and and finding, I think the response that she was saying was finding that they're actually better well-received than she had anticipated where for years built up this idea that Mm -hmm. they're going to be rejection and fear and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't. So that was kind of my favorite um, takeaway from our birch. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts or anything that you took away from it? I, for me, I honestly love weekends now because it's so little pressure. Hmm. We get to actually sit around and talk and hear what other people have to say. I feel like when I read the New Testament, a lot of what I read in the like chapter two or four of Acts or like even later on, like this idea of not forsaking gathering together um, and even like around church in general, like for me, it, this has been uh, really life giving because I, you know, like I, I've been known in the past to, you know, pastor. I think that was, the, <laughs> that's the term, is I that, think. Is that what they called it back then? <laughs> that's what they called it back in the day. Back in the day, uh, a pastor. But, but I think, you know, when you're coming from a place of doing that, like your, so when you're in a church environment as a pastor full time, it doesn't matter what portfolio you have. Like Sunday is still the big day. So everything during the week leads towards that. And, I think for me having a nine to five job by Sunday, I'm exhausted <laughs> mm. and I have not thought all week about, Oh, I'm going to go to some place to sit down and watch some people sing a few songs and have some guy talk at me for 45 minutes. Like and get down tonight and get down tonight. Like to me, what I've looked forward to now is, Oh, Birch is coming on Sunday. I get to actually go be with my spiritual family and talk about stuff and be there and leave really encouraged. Hmm. I think for me, that has been the single most life-giving thing uh, about this whole thing because there's this temptation. I think you talked about it the other, uh, on, on the weekend around like, um, almost coveting the the superstar church type of thing, mm. right? Like being like, oh, it's got to have great music and it's got to have great preaching and it's got to have all of this stuff in programming. It's got to have all of those things. And if you don't do any of that, you're a failure or you're a failure as a church. And I just think uh, the deeper I go into it, the more it's my community that grounds me. Yeah, And that's really when I look at like the early church, especially in Acts 2, I think it's 2.42, and then 4, I forget exactly what the, the verses are, but like they describe the community of faith there. What what do they do? They pray, they bake bread, they read the scriptures together. Yep. They had everything in common. Sweet. Okay. That's basically what we do on a weekly basis. Yeah. No, it's not basically. That is what we do on a weekly basis. So for me, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I think I was saying to you afterwards that this season 
of ministry since we were like started doing more stuff in homes during the pandemic and stuff has given me more of an appreciation for people mm. because I'm so like introverted and usually the idea of like people coming to my house for all those hours or going to somebody else's house yeah. was like overwhelming and annoying to me in a lot of ways because I would always feel like you well I've just worked five days and been around people and yeah. having to pretend I was an extrovert now I'm exhausted yeah. and now I have to go to a church and do all this stuff um but I've grown to kind of love that and it has become more life-giving for me and just learning about being hospitable and like having people in our house and it doesn't yeah. have to be perfect and I don't have to be like this total domesticated person to do it people just like coming here and hanging out <clears throat> and so we, we talked a little bit about that on Sunday on the way home and how I, I quite feel the same way as you. Like I always leave feeling really good afterwards and it doesn't feel like a big deal anymore. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like we've had some birches where people have come at 1030. Yeah. And they don't leave till 430. Yeah. And like sometimes churches on a Sunday, you're you want to be in and out in an hour. And, yeah. you know, I, 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 I remember I times at church where I've heard people say, you know, pastor, can you speed up? I've got a roast in the oven. Yeah. Things like that. Right. And so here you're, you're, you've already got the roast in the oven while you're meeting. Yeah. But like that, those five, four or five hours sometimes yeah. feel more, uh, profitable, more encouraging, encouraging yeah. than, than sometimes the hour I've spent. Now I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not bashing the one-hour service, and I'm not bashing the gathering of a local church. Yeah. But I'm saying for us in our context, it's it's been a nice reset, a refresh of what church could be. Yeah. What we've perceived church to be, and, and to to gather together, yeah, break bread really, and you know pray and talk and bring God into it, and also talk about life and find out where people are at yeah. and. And and I've, I what I th I find the most appealing about it is it's taken some time. Mm. However, now people are opening up. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we're legitimately having good conversations. And and I think someone brought up the one of the birches before that, where it's like sometimes you get into a Christian community and the expectation is just to blab everything about your life and, mm -hmm. and it yeah. feels over <clears throat> the top and it go feels for coffee. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go for First coffee. First time meeting. Let's yeah. and tell me everything that about was you. Funny. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Cause it's and, so true. Yeah. And when you breach that, you get rid of that and you actually get down to the nitty gritty, you know, you might have 20 people, 30 yeah. people in a birch group, but they're willing to share their lives and, and know that it's a safe place. It's a trusted place. Yeah. And we're all growing. Like I, I've, you know, I've said to taken like a, I've been doing church a long time, oh, right? Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Not as a pastor also, <laughs> but as just a kid growing up oh, in yeah. church and pastor's Bow kid. Bow ties and everything. Everything. Oh, Bow yeah. ties. Um, wow. And um, <laughs> honestly, I've enjoyed this season yeah. more so than, I not think more it, so than, sorry, I didn't mean well, to, no, just I want to finish my one thought. The Not more so than any other mm -hmm. season to it's an different. extent, like it, but it's different. But this has been the most life-giving. I'll say it. <laughs> this has been the most life-giving for a long period of time. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think like regardless of whether or not if we ever went back to like meeting at the school and did like a, a service on a Sunday, yeah. I just think 
these moments show how important they are to have them no matter what kind of Sunday we're having. So let's say we did meet at the school. Well, it's still important for me to have like Josh and Carrie over yeah. during the week sometime or a bunch of other people or for other people to start having people in their homes, which we've seen happening, right? Holy hooga. Yes. And yeah, just how that creates Isn't community. Isn't that what it is, the book? Your yes, holy, it is. Holy and hooga? Carrie demonstrated the holy hooga on Friday because she had a bunch of girls over, like stuff like that. Community. Now, now Josh, on the Friday night, you were at Carrie's thing. Mm. Would you say that was more yeah. holy or hooga? I, I, I live with Carrie, just by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Carrie, oh, that's okay, your wife. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> is that a little more holy or hooga <laughs> that particular night? I think it was holy hooga. Yeah, it, it was, was holy a, oh, for me. Okay. I think it was a bunch of a bunch of ladies loving their lives, cackling. Cackling like a like I we and the three kids were downstairs and we had to keep turning up the TV. Oh yeah, because we were like these these women are loud, but wild. they were loud because they're having a good time, and I think yeah. that's the well, that's okay. Okay, and so it wasn't a church related. It wasn't a church event. I'm just like no, I'm not saying that. No. I'm just saying, but she fostered community within yeah, yeah. her home. But I think okay, so this is what I said to you the other day, and I actually think, in a weird way, it is a church event. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right well because t- you you said oh Carrie's inviting some people over mm-hmm. and you had no idea who was coming but Carrie said to you I'm inviting a lot of my friends and when you showed up you were shocked at how many people from South Point ladies from South Point were there and it's like this correlation between yeah. like Carrie has now. To some degree, connected with all these ladies and yeah. and, and some other friends and stuff. Yeah, but I was it, expecting a completely different crowd yeah. of like coworkers, yeah. old neighbors, like. And I think we're invited as and I'm well. Sure Carrie hates they the were. fact that we're talking. She'll about never it listen. This it's much. Okay. okay, don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never listen. No, it's yeah, fine. She doesn't even know. Oh, but she, she, I think she knows we do a podcast. Yeah, but listen. but I think like that's the beauty of it, right? right. Is like oh. She's allowed to do her and do what she wants to do, and like that—that that was very much her initiative and yep. what she wanted. And I think sometimes, but what I loved about it was it wasn't a women's ministry event where she was told that she was a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a diamond for Jesus, and oh, then yeah. we have to have this big mm. conference where, like, how do you live your life as a woman in these days? Well. I don't know. Like, it's like promise keepers, like, hug the man beside you. Oh, yeah. There were no, like, why uncomfortable, <laughs> like, so how's it going? No, like, like it, was, it definitely it, wasn't yeah. a church event, but no. I just thought it was very interesting that the I, people that were invited, it. yeah, but were, were part of the community of, of life that she's now yeah. around. And, and now it's happening more natural. And I know people get together, I know people have parties, I know all that kind of takes place all the time. But the life-giving thing that came from it, from all these ladies, by you know the next day they kept talking, and the day yeah. after, and then like even the guys. So I had some guys saying, "Well, when are we doing when, that? When are we doing that? That's not fair. That they see, could do that." Yeah. But see, for us, it was remember we went up to that cabin, and yeah. it was me, you, and Leland, and yeah. we just had a great time. But see, that to me, that is church. Right. Like, I think the problem with the way, like, it, when we frame it in the New Testament, there were literally no buildings, there were no programs. It was literally people just saying, We want to gather together because we, we hold the name of Jesus in high regard uh, and we're followers of Jesus. Right. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying when you're like, Oh, you know, like the person with the one hour service, it's, it's not a big deal. But in, in my humble opinion, 
M I M H O. Right? That, that's the, yes. that's the social yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. In wow. my humble um, opinion. That took a yes. long time. Um, to I know. Get I'm sorry. I, <clears throat> wow. Uh, like, I actually think the consumeristic way people do church is not actually church. I agree. Like, I, I think, I think that's very much, because um, it has to be a two way, right? If it's a community of faith, it has to be. I want. I want. I need something, but I want to give something too. And when people are just in out, see you later. To me, that is the epitome of selfishness. Well, in in smaller discipleship making communities. It it's hard, and maybe even in small town churches, to be to be more specific, it, it's harder to come in and out without being noticed. Noticed. So you you are whether you want to sometimes or not forced into community or forced into to a certain like you can't be. There's no anonymity to an extent. A hundred percent. And and I think there's actually some positivity to that. There's some positives yeah. to that where where. You can't hide. You can't hide. <laughs> but at the same time, you when you're not there, you're missed. Yeah. When, you know, certain people bring certain things to the table that, you know, when they're not around, you're like, oh, that 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 gathering yeah. missed something. There's um, no room for people to be excluded either. That's what I always think about these events. It's like you don't have to worry about like only making it for a certain group yeah. of people because there's too many people to include. Yeah. It's like everybody just knows you're going to come here. My house is not really big enough for all of us, but we make it work, but everybody's included. And you don't have to worry about like, Oh, is this person going to be offended because they weren't invited? Because at this level, everybody's invited. And it's just the way it's just, it seems more like it seems natural. And, and it's not, everyone's different. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's the nice part, right? It's like, it's not the particular type of person that's invited. It's everybody. And, And I think to me, when I read the New Testament, that's what made the church grow. Like not like obviously other things too, right? Like the persecution bits and like the other spaces where people were doing stuff that was just out of the norm. Mm. Those are all part of it. But I think like once you get away from the miracle pieces, once you get away from the persecution pieces, there has to be stability in that community for people to have a foundation where they can grow from there. And that's what I think is so great about just doing life with people and, and living it that way because, uh, four years as a pastor and I've pastored in predominantly, predominantly larger churches, except for, for one. Um, like I, it, it was really about the show. It was about how I, like if I knew I was on to pray, uh, on a Sunday, let's say, I knew where I was slotted in, got up, did that thing, walked off, knew that I had to go back to the um, to the foyer afterwards, after the service. I knew if I had to do the transition pieces at the end of the service, I had to come up with something witty to say to get everyone to kind of move along uh, <laughs> throughout the end. Most of the time, messed it up because I'm not good at that. Um, and then the whole week, though, we would never see these people again. And even to this day... I'll go places and people will be like, Pastor Josh. I have no idea who they are. Mm. Yeah. I have no idea who they are. Like, what's the difference between like me 
calling me Pastor Josh and, you know, the guy on a podcast that lives in California sipping Mai Tais. Like, right. It, like, it, to, to me, that's not community. Yeah. And, and I think th- this struggle, and, and, you know, I'm not going to get into the debate on whether yeah, yeah. large churches ever really meant to be what church is. Okay. And that's not the debate for tonight. Okay. I know where you stand it, on it. I know. I, I know. It, no, but, but here's the thing. Like, I think there is a place for those pieces as long as discipleship is at the center of it. Like, I think you can have a church, like a larger community of faith that's broken out into smaller pieces, right? Like, yeah. and they come together. I think there's something there, Yeah, but I don't think that's the way the North American... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's goes, what I right? was going to say, is yeah. that if you break the, you know, you're a church of small groups or you're mm-hmm. a church of smaller groups yeah. for connection points, great. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and I think that can work, but we're not often wired that way because no. it's, I think, and, and I'm sure there's a church that's doing it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know the ton, but I'm sure there's a church that somehow can be really good at being big mm-hmm. and be really good at being small. Yeah, and it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, it takes a lot of forethought. It takes a lot of planning and execution and all those kind of things and the right people and the right seat in the bus and all of that yep. to make it work. But when you do, <clears throat> it's probably like. <sighs> Not the epitome of the North American church, as it were, but it, yeah. it, it feels like, okay, th- this is on a good... Where Sunday is a celebration of what mm-hmm. happens throughout the week yeah. versus the only thing that happens in some people's lives. But m- most times those communities thrive, like bigger spaces like that, because the societies that they're in are very relationship-driven societies, right? right. Like, remember, what was the thing? See something? G12, remember that? G12, not the drink. Yeah, yeah. I just do, do you know what I mean? It was, the start of that. it was like in South America or something. It was in Argentina okay. or somewhere like that. Um, Sorry, I forgot and, my mic. And on. then I, I know in India there are, there are uh, church planning networks. Yeah. Some of them are like 2 million people, this network, but it's all smaller communities that are connected as a network. Right. I you know like I think those things are real and are there and and by the way like most places in the world like that two million person network in um, in India like that's not and the reason why it never gets any play is because it's a bunch of poor Indian people throughout throughout a network versus you know like a big money machine like a Hillsong that by the way like at the height we're only touching about one hundred and fifty thousand people globally. So two million versus one hundred fifty thousand, totally different numerical value. Like if you looked at it from a business perspective, you'd be like, "Oh, well, they're touching two million people. Like that's a massive market versus one hundred fifty thousand. But these people know how to market themselves better. Yeah, and that's all it is. Mm. And I think that's where we've gotten off track is the consumeristic piece around like, oh, look at how well they market themselves. They must be huge, but are they actually having an impact? in smaller communities in in the same way like like that's to me the thing that um that we really have to consider as we move forward as the church because if that was working there'd be so many more people that would say I'm a follower of Jesus and in fact it's declining even with those big mega churches doing their thing yeah the question i would have is like a theoretical question is a community let, well, we'll take Saskatoon sure. as an example. Yeah, is the the city of Saskatoon better off to have 
500 to 1,000 smaller churches or 100 bigger churches. Yeah. And I think we would probably, most people would naturally say, I bet you, yeah. oh, let's have 100 a, a bigger yeah. churches. But actually, I think the impact is much greater with 1,000 smaller churches, right? 100%. Um, because, you know, the, you just get to a point where consuming... Uh, you're, you're a spiritual glutton. Yeah. You're, you're oh, yeah. uh, and not even a spiritual glutton. You're a a leech, like a church leech, <laughs> or a. Oh, it's a, it's also an immature view. It's very of, of your faith because yes. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, yeah, a big church can do it well, but it takes not siloing people into age groups. It takes smaller groups of people like yeah. we're doing within our like within a church to do these things on our own and to kind of break up into our little groups yeah. and families. But people either don't want to do that because they don't think it's important or they don't have the maturity to do it because then they start like, well, why, in our, why am I not in that group over there? Yeah. And they start comparing or they want to be with certain friends. And it's not about like meeting new people and growing the community. It's just about keeping to their cliques again. Mm-hmm. So then it's like a high school mentality. And again, like I'm not saying that <laughs> hundreds of people gathering together is a bad thing. I, I think that's fine. No, I, I think we're... we're very much establishing that yeah. whatever your church looks what, like, whatever is okay. you want, that's it's great. Okay. I think for for me, the issue is: are there markers of discipleship inside of those spaces? Right, like are you are you reaching your community in a way that is true to what the community needs? Are you growing in your faith? Right, like there's nothing worse than saying I've been going to church for 50 years and I haven't like learned anything. Or haven't grown like that to me is a marker where like mm, there's a problem if if you're not growing. I, I like and I would say that for the first time in a long time for me, it's been a season of looking back on on the people within our congregation. I hate that word in our community. Yeah, and and say to myself, I have seen markers in yeah. their lives of change. I've seen markers in my life that have changed. Hundred percent. Where there have been seasons when I was in a full-time vocational pastorate. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm just going through the motions. 100%. I'm just doing my thing to do my thing. And yeah. did I see any change? Maybe incremental changes or sure. maybe whatever. But um, now the, uh, the interesting thing is being a, a pastor from a... Yeah. home church now there yeah. are days where i sit around going okay what am i going to do today because church has become the form of church has become easier oh yeah right so i have to fill my time up with other things yeah. that aren't just and we have a, and interestingly enough i just said this to somebody that a church even though it's not massive it's big enough that there are still people and you expect problems but we're we're having people deal with their problems either very healthily and holistically yeah. or they're going to they're not coming to me they're going to other people within their yeah. the group to say hey like i'm going through this i'm doing yeah. this so i'm i'm as a pastor there was a lot of times in my life where i was spending a majority of my time oh. in a week dealing with drama out of brenda's a big brenda's <laughs> right and and even sorry, though brenda. they're yeah <laughs> sorry brenda um even though yeah it's just it's just an interesting way yeah. to to do life and do ministry. And as a pastor, you know, you almost feel like you're not doing enough because you're not stressed out. Well, now you know why they like those big churches because it keeps you in a job. <laughs> no weekly stuff to do. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> uh, but but that's where but, you but, were sitting on that the entire time I was saying that, weren't you? You were but, just waiting. Well, I was like, yeah, I don't know. They like that drama because it keeps people working. Well, I. <laughs> but to me, the 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 opportunity, and this is what I like. I think we've been saying this for years. Is like the opportunity for a lot of pastors is to say, okay, well, if the church is healthy, if people in the church are healthy, then what can I spend my time doing? I can spend my time praying for them. I can spend my time investing in relationship. That's why, like, I always, I, you know, I I've always struggled with um, pastors that are continually inside of the building. Like, I think there's something about, man, go figure that stuff out. Like, I remember when I was pastoring in Charlottetown, I was never there. I was the community outreach pastor. I was like, at, I was at old folks' homes. We helped, uh, you know, there's a place called Grandmother's House. We made a whole um, layout for Christmas where we, like, were doing gloves and all kinds of stuff for these uh, uh, women who were uh, battered. Um, we, you know, went overseas. We like did, went and did things all the time. And to me, that is the opportunity, but lots of times it's almost a fear of, well, if I do that, people are going to think that I'm not actually doing things for the church. They also people. hide behind that because most of them are introverts that don't want to actually hang out with people. Sure. Yeah. And and we, I do know a lot of those folks too. It's, it seems like a lot of pastors are actually very introverted. Well, because they're teachers, right? Or yeah, like they're, teachers. they're preachers. They're, like they yeah. wanna they wanna do but I think the 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 people that have always done over really well are people that are more just like community oriented and like, hey, I'm out Let here. Let me tell you. The living legend, Bruce Martin himself in Simcoe, Ontario, is the legend himself because he would show up at people's homes. Yeah. Come on in. And as long as you had a Diet Coke, he was happy. My dad still talks about it. And he's in his 60s. And he was like in high school when that would happen. Well, so so when COVID happened at district, remember there was a there was a couple. They were older pastors and like and their congregation were older folks and they couldn't go into the home. So they would take a lawn chair and, uh, and sit outside with a guitar and just sing some songs, visit, like do all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you got like churches, big churches across the country freaking out (laughs) about how to do church. We have to buy $500,000 worth of video equipment. This guy's over here with a freaking guitar sitting in somebody's (laughs) lawn chair going like, on the name of Jesus. Put this on the live stream, Deb. (laughs) (laughs) Take out your phone, Deb. Get out the iPad. Get out the iPad. Deb's holding it. Listen, iPad Pro they got from their kids. It's massive. The other day, I well, I forgot my phone at your house the other night, so I didn't have it. And I took my kids to get their hair cut at Urban Vogue. And I was going to take a picture of something. And I was like, I don't have my phone. So I get, I had my iPad because I wanted to bring it so I could read my books. Of course you did. (laughs) While I'm waiting. So I'm like, hmm. I open it up to go take a picture and I start lifting it up. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh no. And I just, it's like millennials and Gen X is everywhere. I'm like, I just slowly for Gen Z's slide it down. Get the iPad out, Brenda. Like open the case, the flap on it. Oh, that's the pro. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've got, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Um, But that was my awakening. I'm like, I'm old right now. But but I I actually thought that was the funniest bit of it was like, here are these people with a a small church where people like, well, this person, like they're not significant at all as, as spiritual leaders. 
shows. They're like they have an old lawn chair with a hole in it with a guitar, glasses because he's sweating blood. outside, glasses over this person's nose. In the love of Jesus, something wonderful. And like people in this house are getting blessed. And meanwhile, you got big churches blessed. like I, I don't know what to do here. Uh what if we bought this camera versus that camera? Do you think people will care with a fisheye lens? I think that's all you have to say. Let the listeners just think that through for a minute. And it really reveals a lot. Yeah. Like <laughs> it I, reveals a lot. Think about your church and then think about that. Well, it reveals a lot. Who's the, who's uh who's the other pastor? Um, they do roofs. Um, Dave something. Roofs. 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 Like they like roofs. like the church has a bunch of guys. Oh, roofs. And they go and do people's roofs for free oh. in their community. David Bodforson. Yes, yeah, Bodforson. Yeah. And like, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Shelburne. They they do a lot of great community <laughs> yeah. stuff. But like during COVID, yeah, they were like, we can't go to people's houses and we can't gather together. You want to do? We're gonna redo people's roofs. Love it. People's roofs. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not talking like. Uh, we're going to sing a song with a guitar. Like this is next level. Like we can't come inside, but we're going to be on your roof looking in, praying over you. Like drop some guy down in there. And, hey? and meanwhile, you, all these well, big churches are like, yo, yeah. What, what should we do? I don't know. We should get it's, coffee. Yeah. I like is that. it a latte? Oh, <laughs> roofs and Hebrews. Hebrews, you know what? We should take the the Hebrews the pa- and Hebrews. We should take yeah. the pandemic to rebrand our cafe. What should we call it? Hebrews. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> the community will love it. Like I just don't know. Like what's going on here? Did like, you well, want to read us something, dear? I no, saw you read us the scriptures. Uh, no, read us no, no, it's scriptures, not a scripture. Pastor. It's a tweet. Oh. No, it 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 oh. was maybe it's for another time and another oh, okay. place. Another time and another place. That really the we really just we went off on a little bit of a tangent. Well, it oh, was like having coffee with friends. Yes, I, all I'm like saying coffee is coffee with comedians and all I'm saying is community churches. is fantastic. Yeah, I would rather be the old guy sweating in a yard. <laughs> Like those guys that just, the guy you watch on YouTube, he just shows up at people's homes and he asks if he can do their lawns because they're like totally overgrown. They yeah. don't care about them and he's, that's what he does. So he does like, what did you say? Maybe like a couple a month. He'll just go in. He does it for free. Hey, one or two a month. That's pastoring right there. Look yeah. Hey, in I'm a pasture. What do you need? Need me to be here? Uh, did you just say pastoring in a pasture? Yeah. Oh. The hay. Well, guys, all I can say is this has been a great talk. Fantastic. And, uh, I'm getting kicked off, aren't I? Looking forward to In next. love, Jesus, something wonderful, wonderful. Bye. 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 Oh, I found it.